Hello and welcome to the Sales Lab from Homebridge Financial, where we discuss the best sales ideas, strategies, and solutions for today's housing market. Our program is designed to share the best practices and market intelligence with builders and new home sales professionals so you can find success regardless of market conditions. Our host is Anthony Grast, National Sales Director for Homebridge Financial's Builder Division, who will lead in today's conversation. Subscribe to this podcast to bookmark this link so you can find your way back for future episodes. And now our host, Anthony. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sales Lab. My name is Anthony Grast, host of today's program. Today's discussion is all about selling homes online. As all of you are aware, a lot has changed over the last 18 months. And today, we'll learn how to effectively engage, communicate, and retain your online buyers in today's environment. You know, our guests today are very happy to have Jen Barkin of Do You Convert here on our program. She's an online sales coach and has developed and managed online sales programs for many builders across the United States. I'm excited to have Jen on the program after recently hearing her speak on Zillow's Unlocked program. Jen, welcome to our program. Thank you so much for having me, Anthony. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to hear from you uh, and to share some of the uh, topics, not topics, but some of the things you discussed on on Zillow. Yeah. You know, a lot's changed with buyer behavior. You know, and if I look back, I can see that you know, and this is my description. There's been a tectonic shift in yeah. technology use and adoption as a result of the pandemic. You know, builders and their sales teams were really forced to completely rethink the sales process, and as everything moved online. So, how has buyer behavior changed? in the last 18 months and specifically, you know, how has it changed online? Well, definitely in the last 18 months, we saw just a huge shift to everybody starting their home search online. I mean, it, we used to say, you know, 90% of home buyers were influenced by the internet, but now I think we can all agree 100% of people are influenced by the internet, but they're starting their home search online. And, you know, what the pandemic did was it, it forced that shift because people couldn't just walk out and, you know, drive out on a Sunday to a model home and visit. They, if they did that, they got a sign on the door saying, can't come in, appointment only. And so they shifted to starting on the website and having to go through that appointment process. And I think what we've seen is even though things have now opened back up for the most part, right? People can walk into the model home. Really what we never thought would really happen is what happened is that it, the pandemic trained our customers to just assume that they have to go online first. And so we really haven't seen things slow down in that regard. Um, Leads and interest are still really strong coming through the top of the funnel there. And, despite this huge influx of interest that has occurred over the last 18 months to two years, one thing has definitely not changed in that our buyers expect an easy button. They expect a fast response. They expect a seamless, easy process to get information and to buy a home. Um, You know, I mean, even Think about yourself, Anthony, as a as a consumer. I mean, I know like when I am looking for something online or I end up pushing the button to buy it, I'm expecting a quick delivery. I'm expecting an email back right away, letting me know what's going on with my order. And when that doesn't happen, it 
causes me to question the company <laughs> that I just ordered something from. So, um, you know, it's been really interesting to see how things have shifted for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you, you know, in terms of people being online, right? I mean, that's just yeah. the starting place now. And I don't think that goes back. Uh, right. It's multi-generational. It's not stuck on one demographic. My 82 year old mom takes <laughs> Apple classes. I'm serious. Exactly. Um, yeah. She's people are online. That's how they do it. But mm -hmm. you know, you bring up something uh, important, you know, what do buyers uh, require or what do they want in terms of an online experience? Mm -hmm. And you talked about, uh, an easy button. Um, mm -hmm. Can you give me a little more on that yeah. in terms of maybe engagement or content yeah. or communication? I mean, what when we say easy, mm -hmm. what are they looking for? You know, I think simply put, they're looking for um, a somebody that they can trust to give them, you know, a quick, knowledgeable answers to their questions. And, and I, and I bring up the word trust because, um, you know, a lot of times, a, a lot of companies have shifted to, you know, AI and, you know, um, chat bots and, you know, different things like that. And I've never heard of anybody having a great experience with, you know, a, a bot, but I have heard of people having great experiences with online sales specialists that have been that warm person behind the screen that's able to connect with them and nurture them and answer their questions and make them feel comfortable about buying a home in one of the highest markets that you know we've ever experienced right i mean that's the reality right and so that trust factor i think is something that they expect yeah. And that quick and and um, fast response too. Yeah, and I agree with you on the AI and the bots. Um, I yeah. was in a chat the other day, and it was AI. And good thing I wasn't on camera. I mean, it was not. It <laughs> wasn't you, a good were you, experience. Were you cussing at it? Were you were you giving it a piece of your mind? <laughs> no, I would never swear at the camera. And so so. Uh, but I think, you know, in terms of a buying experience, in terms of yeah. a buying experience, for me, when I observe what's going on, I see people um, and I just observe my family and all, all aspects here. Yeah. They want a, a, a simplified experience. And what I mean by that is they want to do the majority of research and information and engagement online. You know, yeah. they're still willing to take the next steps, but they're really looking to compress the sales cycles, really what they're trying yeah. to do and engage and learn. And that's where that human component comes in. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, because we have everybody online today, I still see builders. I talked to three this mm -hmm. week who still don't have an OSC or any way of engaging online. Now you coach and train <laughs> OSCs, right? And yes. OSCs, for those of you listening, is, uh, means a variety of different online sales positions, but call it the online sales counselor or concierge, yeah. that's answering questions from buyers or engaging buyers online. Yeah. And so you coach and train and see the impact of it, of these OSCs on their business. Let's back up to just some basics. In today's environment, what is the role of an OSC in the home selling environment? Yeah, let me think about that. I don't have to think about that because 
Uh, I am so, you know, we're just so passionate about this position at G-Convert because we have seen such how it's been so impactful for builders. But the role of the online sales specialist is really to, first and foremost, engage an online shopper, mm -hmm. you know, customer, and connect with them, engage them, um, build rapport, qualify them based on five areas of qualification so that you can get a really good understanding of what they're looking for, what their investment range is, what their time frame is, and all of those things, and then move them through based on their qualification to an appointment with an on-site sales exec. But I want to take it a step further. That's kind of the, that's the very general meaning of, of or what an online sales specialist does. But what we're seeing now with this role is that it's really morphing into a being able to really nurture customers because not everybody that calls in is ready or should go out to an appointment yet and so this position is so important and this is what i talked about on zillow just really doing more customer nurturing and staying with that person until they're ready to move forward and kind of helping them get there. It's going to take a lot more of that, I feel like, in, you know, as things normalize or, or if things get a little harder. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I was speaking on an event earlier this week and I was talking about affordability and that's mm -hmm. going to be impacting the market, which, which manifests itself as things slowing or normalizing or seasonality. Yeah. So to your point, you have to nurture those sales yeah. leads, which is a longer sales cycle, which is engaging them, mm -hmm. educating them. That's why the bots and don't work because right. you know, they, 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 that's not a level of engagement. Right. So builders, builders that really don't have an OSC are missing a lot of sales opportunities. Mm -hmm. Are they not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, on-site sales specialists are really great at their job. They're great at that interaction with that person in front of them at the at the model home and closing the deal, getting them to contract, staying with them, doing all those things that they need to do. Their time should not be spent worrying about, okay, new leads coming in. Did I answer my phone? Do I need to scrub this lead and see if they're even sales ready or not? That's what, where an online sales specialist is so important because they're the first touch point of any new interest coming into your organization. They're going to scrub the leads, connect, qualify, do all those things and get that person set up for the for the very best experience that they're going to have with your sales exec on site. So it, it just truly is such an important uh, role in any organization. Yeah. And I, I have discussions with builders where they view it as additional overhead, but it, it's such an important part of the mm -hmm. process. In fact, I view it as, uh, you know, they talk about productivity with technology. That's what you get with an OSC. You're going to get higher quality leads, yeah. more of them, you know, a lot of stickiness yeah. uh, and, and better sales for yourself. And speaking of that, um, yeah. one of the things that I heard this year at your online sales and marketing summit, 
yeah. um, was were the results of a survey you did. And so I thought we would talk a little oh, bit yeah. about that because each year Do You Convert conducts an extensive <laughs> survey of builders in regards to online sales. And this year you collected data from hundreds of builders across, I think, 27 states. There were mm -hmm. 3 million unique uh, users, 126 mm -hmm. OSCs. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot of stuff there, but it was fascinating what you discovered in the data. So when you looked at this year's results of the survey, mm -hmm. what, what stood out to you? What were, what stood Well, out? the main thing that stood out to me, um, and well, let me just back up and say the, the, we do this, we do this um, collection of data so that we can really benchmark where, um, you know, industry metrics are as it relates to online sales. So we can, you know, we get that question all the time. Where should we be? How do we know if we're doing a good job? How do we know if our, our program is performing? And so, you know, we want to provide these benchmarks. So you know, lead to appointment was right around 30%. Appointment to sale was right around 20%. But Anthony, the, the biggest one that just hit me like, holy cow, this is freaking amazing, is that online sales contribution was over 50%. Over 50%. Um, and, and what I mean by online sales contribution is for easy math, let's say a builder has you know, a hundred sales, 50% of those. So 50 sales are coming from the appointments that the online sales team are setting. And so we really saw that number drastically change from 2020 to 2021. And I mean, it was just amazing. Uh, I mean, back in the day when I was an online sales specialist, it was like 20% contribution was a good number. Now mm -hmm. we're at 50, 50 plus percent. Um, and so that's just really amazing to see, you know. Well, and that speaks. That more to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that absolutely speaks to the value of that position in today's environment going going yeah. forward. And in fact, I, I had some notes that I was reading this morning from the survey. So it was 52% yeah. of sales. And I think even in the last quarter, that's increased to more like 57%. Yeah. So yeah. This, this, this position isn't overhead. Uh, exactly. It isn't a, it isn't a cannibalization of your sales I'm glad force. You just brought, I'm glad you just brought that back up because I was going to loop back around to what you said as far as some builders look at this as, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, have 5% of my resources going to an online sales program. And it's like, no, like this, if this is contributing 50% of your sales, then we need to have a lot more attention and focus and resources going towards this program, mm -hmm. staffing up appropriately, making sure that we have the bandwidth to manage the leads coming in and the customers coming in. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's so absolutely critical in this environment, and you cannot think of it as an as overhead because I view it as missed sales, and that's oh, really what really absolutely. what I, how how I view it as missed sales, and I don't view it as a cannibalization of your sales force. It mm -hmm. is providing higher quality, higher qualified leads to your sales team, which will then help them be more efficient and you sell more homes. I mean, it's it stands out to me as an absolute need. 
um, given just behavior. Now, talking about that, you mentioned the buyer's exp uh, experience. Mm -hmm. And I said there a lot changed in 18 months. And guess what? It all changed again. <laughs> but this is in terms of buyer sentiment and attitude, right? Yeah. And, and on my last program or a couple programs ago, I, I had Bob Merman on here, who's CEO of Alliant. Now, he does a lot of study on buyer behavior and surveys. And he also uh, wrote a recent blog and it's a great article that highlighted that buyer empathy is gone. And so, he, yeah. you know, the empathy is gone because there's massive buyer <laughs> fatigue due to yeah. you know, lack of inventory, rising prices, mm -hmm. construction delays. And now we have yeah. affordability creeping in. So I want to get back to the experience thing yeah. because bad communication leads to canceled appointments, disappointed mm -hmm. buyers, upset colleagues. So yeah. how, in your opinion today, how, how should we be communicating with buyers and, and is there a cadence to it? I love this question so much because this is like, I'm, I'm just all about this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you're right. You know, first, let me just say, yes, some things are changing. Everybody's got fatigue. Uh, from customers to salespeople to online salespeople to marketers to lenders to everybody, right? <laughs> and so I think, you know, the first thing is just being aware of that. Don't be tone deaf to how we're communicating with our buyers. But it takes a variety of communication and it also takes personalization. Um, it's, it's no more like we can no longer be like, okay, well, we got an auto responder that goes out and, you know, we got an email campaign that is, you know, we hit push and it and the email campaign goes out and we're staying in touch with buyers that way or customers that way. It takes a level of personally personalization. It takes picking up the phone and trying mm -hmm. to connect with somebody when they are in the moment, which is when they're on your website. When they get up the courage to pick up the phone and call or press the button on your website, they become your customer at that point because mm -hmm. now they're expecting something. So right then we're, we're trying to connect with them when they're engaged and their mm -hmm. emotional altitude is at its highest, which is when they're there, you know, and they're in the mood. So picking up the phone and calling, sending also an email, sending a text message, but it's all personal. We're acknowledging what they're looking for. We're acknowledging that they're interested in our homes because that means we care. If we're sending marketing looking emails, if we're sending just auto responses, if we're sending, you know, AI types of things, that doesn't feel like I care about you. That doesn't mm -hmm. feel like I care about your stress and trying to find a home right now. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, say it's not warm, right? So we have got to take it up to, to that level of warmth. Yeah. The other way that, the, well, the other way too, that we can really um, capitalize on this, that makes a huge impact is through video. Video mm -hmm. email takes that warmth of the online sales specialist, the warmth of the sales exec, and it brings it through the computer screen to the customer that we're trying to connect with. Um, what we know from when we do surveys and we do shops across the country is that really only a small portion of, of builders are actually utilizing video email very well. So this is a very easy thing to do that can make a high impact um, on your customer. And then the last thing I'll say, Anthony, is 
it's not just about initial response, which, you know, reaching out initially. It's about continuing to stay with that person. Even after you've connected with them, um, that's where I think we've fallen short this last year is the majority of our leads have been responsive. I mean, they are engaging with us. That hasn't been the issue. They are engaging. But staying with them and following up with them and actually being responsive to the responded is where we've got some work to do. We've got to continue to do better on that. And, you know, video emails is a really great, great way to do that too. Yeah. I, you know, and I take that chance every time I talk to a builder to ask them about lead follow-up. Yeah. And I think if we're all open and honest here, our follow-up isn't that good in yeah. today's environment be because it can be, it can be better. <laughs> um, and I love your comment about caring. So let me, let me just ask one question around caring. So yeah. builders out of inventory has some sales leads. How do we show we care? Meaning I don't really yeah. have an update for them. What, what do I, right. what do I do? Oh, that's, that's been a huge thing because a lot of people go, I don't know what to say. I don't mm -hmm. have good news. So I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> and what that does is it says that we don't even care about selling you a home, so we're not going to update you. So even just checking in on them and giving them the, I don't have an update for you right now, but I just wanted to reach out and see how you're doing and see, you know, have you found a home or are you still looking? And, you know, verifying interest, checking on them, because if they've already found a home, congratulations, that's awesome. You can move them off your radar. But we have to be persistent in communicating with them, even when we don't have good news or even when we have no news, um, so that they remember who we are and that it shows them that we actually cared that they signed up on our interest list or that they filled out our form or that they at one point had expressed interest in our homes. Yeah, I think that I think that's that's sage advice, right? That's such a good thing. Uh, people, you know, people want to be reached out to. They want to yeah. be recognized. Um, and I will tell you, video that is the video emails or sending out short videos are very powerful. They're authentic. They're people enjoy receiving them. You don't have to be hung up on the quality. Yeah. Um, but people do respond um, to that. You know, we've, we've, we're in a weird time. And I think, you know, that type of communication is, is well received yeah. uh, by, by buyers out there. And just yeah. an acknowledgement of the struggle than when they're looking for a home. It's, yeah. it's a challenge right now. Well, you know, I just, I, I'm sorry. I just want to say one more thing mm -hmm. is that, you know, think about yourself as a consumer and like if you've expressed interest in something and maybe you were disappointed, right? Because it wasn't available, which we're all, we've all been disappointed this last year, right? But I, I will say, I don't, I can't think of a company that actually reached out to me to say, I know you were probably disappointed, but I just wanted to thank you again for you know, even being interested in us. And I would love to continue to check in with you because when we have this available, I, I would love to be able to work with you again. 
Do you hear the dogs barking? I'm sorry. I love your dog. <laughs> it's okay. We can have him on the we can have him or her on the broadcast. It's okay. I'm sorry. You know, we're in a new normal. This is fine. Um, I don't mind it. I don't I'm mind sorry. it. At all. No, that is great. Actually, that's 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 great advice. Um yeah. about about that personal touch and outreach. So, yeah. you know, final question here really. Yeah is around best practices moving forward. Okay. What 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 are you telling builders to do differently right now moving forward? Mm. What what should they some basic things they should be doing? They need to staff up their online sales programs. So, case in point, like I just said, the majority of the customers coming through our funnel, the top of the funnel are responsive. They're responsive. So we've got to have the bandwidth to be able to manage the response, to be able to manage the pipeline, because the pipeline is, is longer upfront. It's not going to just be about getting appointments. It's going to be about customer nurturing, customer follow-up, um, continue to engage, prospecting, you know, long-term. And if we don't have the bandwidth, if we only have 5% of the resources and we don't have full allocation and being able to staff up, then like you said before, we're missing opportunity. We're missing, you know, if we can't answer our phone, we have too many leads, you know, we're missing 50% of the phone calls. That's 50% of the opportunity we're missing. And so mm -hmm. we've got to have people to be able to staff up for sure. And the other thing I would, the other thing I would say too, from a management perspective, if you are managing this role, we have got to get in and, and beef up the skills of our online sales specialists. Um, we've got to have good skills. They've got to be able to not just make friends and nurture, but there is a sales component to this role. They've got to be able to close the deal. They've got to be able to move people forward to on-site sales and get them into the model home. So, you know, that's the other thing. And then also revisiting some of those important handoff processes with your sales teams as it relates to online to on-site. You know, we've got to brush off the good market syndrome um, and we've got to get in there and say, hey, we've been cutting some corners. We got to reset expectations and we've got to make sure that the buyer has a seamless journey from online to on-site and beyond the appointment. How are sales following up with the appointments that are coming out? That's the whole other topic that we could talk about. So yeah, those are some and, things I think everybody needs to think about next year. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. I think staffing of the online sales position is mm -hmm. absolutely critical going forward. I know behaviorally, as the market changes, builders will scramble to add that position. And I'm just going to give my advice here. We are seeing affordability hit the market right now. The time to be nurturing your leads, the time to be engaging and yes. retaining them is now, not when the market yes. changes. Because as affordability becomes an issue, your pool of sales leads will thin. And that's just natural. It's not going to be a bad market, but you will lose the opportunity to retain all yes. the leads you have now. <clears throat> and that that is your insulation from the market dynamics that are going on, right? You need to keep and retain. So Jen, thank you so much yeah. for being on our program. You know, we really, I really 
appreciate your insights and ideas and I hope our audience does as well. But anyway, from all of us here at the sales lab, thank you uh, yes. for listening and have a great day. Thank you. It was awesome.